0: The diamond I realized. Well, we we well. Empathy Museum presents a mile in my shoes. These shoes are a pair of brown leather heels. They have scuffs on the toes and mud on the soles. They kind of need rehealing. They have a little bit of brown elastic on the side and a square cut toe. These shoes belong to Josie. This is her story. I mean, if I go out, I like to talk to people. You know, if you see someone, hello. Yes, well, it's just nice. Perhaps I'm the woman that won't stop talking. (laughs) I was born in Scotland. I had uh, two sisters... And one brother. And when mum and dad, they divorced, I had an aunt, Aunt Katie and Uncle George. And I stayed most of my time with them for a while. And eventually I met someone I thought I was in love. When I first met him, he was Charming. He was kind, thoughtful. I thought I could never meet anybody nicer than him. And I was happy. We got married. And then the bruising started. He liked to beat you. If he thought something was wrong, he'd grab hold of me and... Oh, my arms, by the time I'd finished, my arms would be black and blue. He'd push me to the floor. When I tried to get up, he'd kick me. He'd have a knife in his hand all the time when he was with me, just to make sure that I wouldn't step out of my place, as he would put it. He'd push me down the stairs when I was pregnant, and my son was born with disabilities Uh, you name it he done it he was a beast anyway enough of being beaten I got it out of my system when I suddenly realised that I was better than he was I didn't have to put up with it I could go and get a job I didn't need his help I've got my two boys, I can take them and go make a life. Just the three of us, we don't need him. And that was the best decision I made. By this time I could do shorthand, so I got a job. And my life was great from then on. I worked with all men. Life was great, I was looked after. The boys, as they like to be known as, the boys looked after me. We all went to lunch together out in the park. And um, from then on, life started. And then one day, I met a man called Ron. It was in a pub. (laughs) And it was love at first sight he came over and said, hello, can I buy you a drink? So I said, oh, thank you. Because he said, your glass is empty. So I couldn't say no. I said yes. And that was was the start of my long life with Ron. He was full of life, Ron. We had some fantastic holidays. I think that's one of the Happiest memories I've got stored in my head. All the lovely, wonderful, faraway places that we went. Bangkok, Hong Kong, Bali, Singapore. Oh, it it was lovely. He was the most wonderful, patient, kind-hearted man. He came home on a Friday night with a big bunch of flowers... Every Friday, he didn't miss. There was always a big bunch of flowers. Until the day he died, I had flowers. Even when he stopped working, I had flowers. And I love flowers. Every time I go out, that's the first thing I go and buy, a big bunch of flowers in memory. So I've had some really rough times. I wouldn't wish anybody the pain, the bruises... But I did have some good times. When I was first told I'd got Alzheimer's, I couldn't believe it. And then I realised one day I'd done something that wasn't quite right. I was baking and I was putting the wrong things in the little dishes and things. I suddenly said, OK, yes, I have got Alzheimer's. And I had to say it aloud. And once I said it aloud, I accepted it. It hasn't bothered me. It hasn't stopped me doing anything. I do my own shopping. I do my own banking. I'm just a normal person again. You can have a cold or you can have the flu and I've got Alzheimer's. And there's some lovely people around. The people that are there to um, give you a hand if you needed it. But there's a lot of people that you get to know that they're just out to to pick up what they can. Unfortunately, I was one that was really conned They sent me letters. The postman used to get weighed down with letters. And when I opened them, they were all after money or things like that. I don't like doorstep people because once they get in your house, you would not be able to get them out again. So I don't let anybody in that I don't know. I keep them at the door unless... They're genuine. Hopefully I'm doing the right thing. When I was getting loads and loads of phone calls, it wouldn't be one a day. It'd be three, four phone calls a day, at least. It all started off that I've won a lot of money. There'd been something like a lottery. And uh, you have won... X number of pounds, which sounds great, you know. Some of the things they were selling were quite good. They spoke as if they were friends. Oh, hello, it's Tom. And they had a a way of talking that you couldn't get off the phone. They kept you on the line. They said you just have to send a small sum to cover part of the costs. 20 pound or something I suppose I got caught under it a bit the money wouldn't arrive and in the end I was frightened to answer the phone because it was going to be another scam call and fortunately I had a good friend who advised me and I stopped I felt as if I was in a trap Thankfully, I've managed to crawl out of it. I feel lucky that I met this man. Chris Olin is my... I don't know what you call it. I'm a trading standards A officer. trading standards office officer. He was the first one that was introduced to me. He was the first one that sort of offered me help if I needed it. And we've been friends now for quite some time if Chris is out this way he'll pop in and see how I am I feel comfortable I live on my own but I'm not frightened at the moment I'm going through a lucky phase that I'm not having any trouble but I've had enough in the past that I don't wish that on anybody and if anybody does do it please please find help like I did while I've been talking to you I have picked up a pair of my shoes that I love they are comfortable and I feel the bee's knees, let's put it that way when I'm wearing them and I hope the next person that wears them has as much luck and happiness as possible because life can be good make it good and enjoy life I wish you luck in my shoes. Josie's story was produced by Chris Attaway. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we're going next.